It's cheaper, got better dynamics, the display screens provide a plethora of images and information, but it still carries some tradition from the 60s. I refer to the Mini and more particularly the Mini Convertible. In 2000, the Rover Group was broken up by BMW, but BMW retained the Mini brand and the German mark has been making a considerable number of variations to that model since then. The new convertible starts at 37900 plus on roads, which is $4,800 cheaper than the model it replaces. Brent Davidson went to the launch, and I have been driving one for a week, and we have Brent on the line. Brent, is this a traditional convertible? It's not your sort of hardtop convertible, is it? Oh, no, it's not. Well, let's let's go with David. Yes, it is a traditional convertible, and no, it isn't. <laughs> how's, how's that? Um, yes, it's a rag top, but it's, it, it has uh, an electric um, operation, and when you do have it fully closed, you can open up the sunroof section. There you go. How, how traditional is that? The sunroof gives you a chance of getting a bit of sun without having the roof all the way back, which might mess up your hair. I found it uh, just a little bit noisy, but its confidence, like a lot of these now, is you can operate it at speeds up to 30 kilometres an hour. I think that's amazing, uh, betting on the potential and the strength of that thing. Although, rear vision with the roof lowered, not uh, particularly good. No, I mean, let's face it, the car has to have uh, some some small drawbacks, but, well, here, here we go, here's a flippin' comment, at least the external rear vision mirrors are quite sizable. <laughs> <laughs> but but as for your comment on the, the ability to open and close the roof at up to 30 kilometres an hour, that might not sound like a lot, but until you actually... Get caught with the weather we've got. You get caught in a little bit of a rain shower as you're, as you're taking off from a traffic light. As an example, you can actually just hit the button and you're not blocking traffic. I mean, the, the 17 seconds it takes to, to do the, the, the manoeuvre to get the roof completely up or completely down is a lifetime to anybody who's sitting behind you at a traffic light. But if you're rolling along at 25 or 30 k's an hour, they won't be all that uh, upset with you. They'll notice that you're moving. So look, you know, there are advantages there to this, this small consideration. And if you start putting it up at the traffic lights and the lights go green, you can still do it, move away, as you say, perhaps at a slow speed, but at least you're moving. It could be seen as being aimed at a very feminine market, but the split is going to be pretty equal. Yeah, it is. And, and look, I think, uh, again, the fact that, that Mini's been a little bit careful about uh, the engine variants available. I mean, you can get, a, get one with 150-odd kilowatts, for God's sake. Now, the JCW version. So how can I say this politely? There are people in that community who will not want that level of power, and there are certain people in that community who will want that level of power. So caters across a broad range. They've chosen their engines, they've chosen their transmissions, they've chosen even their options and extras quite carefully. It's nice to see. 57% female, 43% male has been the split so far, so it should continue. Now, when you cut the roof off, you can often make the car very floppy. I think handling and its chassis, has that been improved and is it strong? Yeah, look, at, at the launch, we tried to find out how much extra weight uh, was in the car. Um, couldn't really get the figure, although we understand there's a little bit. Let's, so let's go with, I don't know, 50 kilos. But that amount of extra weight in the car has made 
the convertible feel like a regular hard top car, which is an impressive feat these days, I have to say. I mean, normally when you cut the roof out, you cut out a huge section of strengthening. So they've managed to, to, to do one while achieving the other, which is quite nice. But the other nice thing is, even though the car has that extra weight in it, it doesn't feel like it, like it is heavier. There, there is no cutback in performance overall. And, and the handling, I mean, the handling is still there. It is still the legendary mini coring on rails, etc., etc. And you took it out on a motor car. I've had uh, a couple of minis in motor carners. They're lovely in doing that. I'm not sure if you did any handbrake turns, but on the motor carner, it still felt good. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's as sharp as a pin and um, <laughs> a little a little understeery still. They haven't quite got all of that out, but... It, it's it's an amazingly predictable car. That's the really nice thing about it. You 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 know, in the motor car we had four runs. You knew after the first run exactly what the car was going to do every time it it was poked into a corner at a, a speed perhaps a little faster than it should have been. You knew what its reaction was going to be. You knew you knew how it was going to deal with each and every part of the track and that that's a nice thing I mean when you have a car that can be so predictable it, it cuts back on the uh, on, on the, the, the task of driving to some degree. Mm, gives you a lot of confidence too. The only thing I'd say about it was I found the steering a bit heavy when I first got into it. I didn't settle into the car until I got used to it a little. Uh, uh, perhaps not light and fluffy which is good but perhaps a little too heavy. See, there you go. I'm, I'm a guy that actually likes a little bit of weight in the steering. So I found it to be quite enjoyable, uh, you know, up to, to, to my expectation. You, you can't sort of twirl the wheel and the, and the car will, will, will spin around a, a corner. You have to actually put some effort into it. And to me, that's how a car should be. But, yeah, look, it, it varies from person to person. Mm, well, you're saying I'm getting very soft, but it's all right. I wasn't going to go there, David. I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a diplomatic kind of guy these days. <laughs> uh, you said, of course, that uh, it has a couple of engines, two engines. Uh, one starts out, it's a three-cylinder for the Cooper version. I remember when the Cooper meant quite a performer. This basically is a base model in the convertible. Uh, but still, three cylinders is still competent. Nobody will argue with 100 kilowatts and 220 newton metres of torque in a car the size of a Mini. It's that simple. I mean, three cylinders, yes, but 1.5 litres capacity, which is still a decent size, and a turbocharger bolted onto the thing. If you're zooming through the countryside and going up a hill, you might notice it a bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of having to have huge amounts of performance. 141 kilowatts if you want to go to the Cooper S, which is a two-litre turbocharged engine. A lot of them going to be sold are automatics. What do you pay for an automatic? Absolutely nothing. Nothing extra? No, no cost option. It's good, isn't it? Did you drive the 6B manual? I, I had an automatic that would have taken me back to my years of the very early minis. Uh, what did you find? Did you drive the manual and did you, how did you find it? I, I did, and the first thing I noticed, as you say, going back to the very early minis of the 60s, the rubbery gear shift no longer happens. It's, it's sweet, it's direct, it's short throw, it's everything you want. You, you, look, you, you know as well as I do, as many of our listeners know, there is no need to double declutch going down through the gears anymore. But the Mini encourages you to do that. You sort of do this, bam, 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 and you, know, you give the throttle a blip as you go down through the gears, and it just makes you sort of have a little smile to yourself. 
that does remind me of the old days. Inside, now, the Speedo used to be in the middle of the car in minis and even in fairly modern minis. Not so this case? No, and I'm so pleased. It's nice to have the instruments there in front of you. I mean, I always used to think that the big Speedo in the middle of the mini dashboard was great for the truck driver three back, back who wanted to know how fast you were going. Mm. But now, now the the bit in the middle is for the, the you know the sat nav and the audio and the phone and the whole the whole thing, and you actually have this nice thing happening in front of you. About time. Switches everywhere. I think you still de- described it as. Yeah, the, the 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 switch gear is a little bit random, and I'm sure over time you get used to it. Let's go back to the old days again. We keep making this leap back through time. You know, we'll just jump in our TARDIS again and go back. And you remember that the first minis had about three switches and an ignition key and a speedo. Well, I think they're trying to keep that, but they just can't figure out where to put the extra switches. <laughs> so they've moved them around a little bit. The amount of information you get on the screen and the graphics, that's the middle screen, which is a big round dial, you know, what, about at least nine inches in the old measure across, uh, maybe even more. It's, it's amazing, including being able to look up the manual, which I think is rather clever. I still do struggle one time. I tried to set the presets on the radio, and I had to go through a number of screens. Having tried to hold down a button and it didn't seem to work, uh, I found a menu that said, put it in here, and so I listed the station I want as number one. Uh, later, I pressed the number one button. Of course, it didn't work. You've got to do other things. So I think the modern car really needs time to sit down and spend about now. You and I, when we jumped in a car, used to adjust the mirrors. Now I think we do a lot of time on the technology so as to be safe while you're driving. And this is something we can't joke about. You do have to get this stuff right. You can't be fiddling with the stuff while you're driving. You don't want to be trying to set your mobile phone or your sat nav or whatever while you're on the move. And yeah, look, and, and this isn't a, 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 a reflection on the Mini. It's a reflection, as you say, on the modern car. You have to do this stuff. You have to spend time going through your car, through the manual, whether it's a paper one or a, an electronic one. Yep. You just have to do it these days. In fact... You have one, I don't, but everyone who has a son over the age of 10 and under the age of about 25, treasure him. He, he will do all this stuff for you. David, am I right? I'm now getting him a business card that says technical advisor. <laughs> yeah, hire him out to the neighbours. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> so overall, I think you find the Mini Convertible a fun car. It is. Look, it's grown. It's um, it's more comfortable. It's uh, it has a better range of engines. It's even got more boot room, and you can drive off up to thirty kilometres an hour while you're putting the roof up or down. Can't ask for better than. Oh, and it's cheaper. <laughs> there you go. The final the final the final kicker. It's cheaper. Brent, lovely to talk to you. Thanks uh, wonderfully for your time. I always appreciate it. David, it's always my pleasure. Brent Davidson, a respected motoring journalist from the Newcastle area, as it turns out. And we've got his little exhibition coming up, the Hunter Valley Electric Vehicle Show, and we'll be going to that and enjoying it. And uh, here on Overdrive, you can hear a longer interview by going to our website at drivenmedia.com.au.